Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. I want to say thank you to everybody who's been sharing the podcast on Instagram, the stories, all that. Thank you so much. That's how we gain listeners. Not that it's all about gaining listeners, but um, if there's no one listening, what are we even doing over here? So thank you to everyone for sharing it. I want to talk uh, today a little bit about creation and um, really about creative force. Uh, There's times where you hear certain words used in the Bible, and it's almost like there's no context to what the word means. It's such a common word that, uh, not that there's no context, but it's such a common word that there's like, you almost drown out when you hear it, right? It almost drowns out, and it doesn't carry the same weight that it should. So I want to start at 2 Corinthians 4.18. It says, while we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are temporary, but the things that are unseen are eternal. The Word of God, when you say the Word of God, people think the Bible, right? The book that I hold in my hand. And it's true. Uh, the Bible contains, it's the official record of what God says. It's not the only thing that God's ever said, but it, it's, it's the written Word. And it's the spoken word. Um, it that is to say, uh, the Quran is not the word of God. Um, any other religious book is not the word of God. The Bible is the text of what God said and the story of God's people and the history of the world and so forth. But the word of God is a pure creative force. So when you come to the word. What the devil tries to do is get you to lightly esteem the word so that it becomes commonplace. The moment the Bible, the word of God, becomes commonplace in your life, not that uh, the moment it becomes commonplace where you, you lightly esteem it, it, that's a problem. I had someone once a few years ago on Facebook say, why is it that when we scroll down through Facebook, when you see a scripture, it's like you'll quickly scroll past the scripture because it's like, oh, I know that verse for God so loved the, and then keep scrolling. Oh, I know what that says. Shouldn't we be slowing down to read it slowly and, and digest it? This is our spiritual food. And that really hit me because I find I would do the same thing. You know, someone would put up there, unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly. Okay, keep scrolling. I know that verse, right? And so now, uh, because of that, I'll, I'll actually turn, I'll, I'll do the opposite. If I see a scripture, I'll scroll down or I'll, I'll scroll. If I'm like scrolling fast and I scroll past it, I'll scroll back up and I'll take my time and I'll look at it. The only reason that there's trees outside, the only reason that there's grass in the ground is because of the Word of God. So the Word of God is pure power, and it still creates today. At creation, God said, what was the first command? Let there be light. The Bible says the Holy Spirit brooded over the waters. So it said in the beginning, if you start at Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness covered the face of the deep. And then it says, uh, and the Spirit of God brooded over the waters. The King James says moved over the waters, but it's actually not the word moved. It's brood. It's to stand still. Like the picture there is like a a mother bird brooding over the eggs, brooding over the eggs, so, or or the, the chicks. So you have the Holy Spirit who didn't move until what? Let there be light, and there was light. So you have God, the Father, who's, who's in heaven. 
You have, before Jesus was Jesus, he was the Word. So you have the Word, let there be light, and then you have the Holy Spirit. There he is, uh, God, three in one, um, working in creation. So the Holy Spirit only moves where the Word is, and so it is today. The Holy Spirit will only move where the Word is. But what's the next command that he said? You know, he saw that it was good. Then he said he commanded the dry land to appear, and then the dry land appears. And then what? What's next? He commanded that he told the ground to produce, to bring forth grass, and that there would be a seed, a fruit-bearing tree with the seed in, in it, seed in the fruit. If you look out your window now, or if you're driving and you look out and you see grass, the reason that grass is still there today is because God commanded the ground to bring forth grass. God commanded that a tree would have, there'd be a fruit-bearing tree, and inside the the fruit would be the seed for the next fruit-bearing tree. So you can look around, and the tree becomes the evidence that God's Word still has power. The Holy Spirit acted once, but it's, it's an eternal seed, and the Word keeps producing. The Bible says in the book of Colossians that the world is held together by the word of his power. The only reason that, that the earth still rotates, the only reason that the, the earth still stays on it, rotates in its axis, the only reason that the sun's in the position that it's in is because of the word of God. The only reason gravity is still there is because the word of God set these things in motion. So the word of God is pure creative force. It's really the word of God is the only creative force. I know we use the word creative and people create music and people create, but but we're in essence, you know, we're made in the image of God and we can create, but we create using our, our words. We're, we create like God creates. We create using our imagination and our words. You can speak and words carry life or they carry death. The devil cannot create. He can only manipulate. He can only distort. He can't create. So he needs people to create. This reminds me of a story that evangelist Jonathan told about a time he went to a a baseball game and it was like, I don't know if it was breast cancer awareness or just cancer awareness. I think it was cancer awareness month. And they basically, after one of the innings had asked for everyone to stand up and then they said, cancer affects one in four people, blah, 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 blah. We want everyone in honor of cancer history or not cancer history month, boy, cancer awareness month. We want everyone to say, I or someone I know, and the whole crowd, I or someone I know, will be affected by cancer in my lifetime. Will be affected by cancer in my lifetime. And so everyone repeats. What the devil does that is because he doesn't have a voice on the earth. So he needs a person to, to propel his words. The devil is master deceiver. He too works by words. He too uh, manipulates and destroys and breaks down through words, through deception. And he gets people to do it. He deceives and gets people to do it. Jonathan then tells the story that, that when that happened, he obviously stay seated, didn't, didn't repeat that. And the moment that was finished, just something on the inside of him, he stood up and said, yelled, neither I nor anybody I know will be affected by cancer. And there was a drunk guy behind him with a beer in his hands. What'd you say? And he turns and says, neither I nor someone I know will be affected by cancer. Well, ne- neither I nor someone I know will ever be affected by cancer. And the guy said, man, I like that better. You know, that's, that's because words are creative force. Death, force. death and life are in the power of the tongue. So the word of God is there to create. The Bible says in Hebrews 11, uh, 3, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. When you think word, you should think creative force. The words, the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen 
or not made of things which do appear. I got to sit down with a friend who's like into science, and there's probably someone listening who knows a lot better than I do on this subject. But he began to talk about um, about molecules and atoms, how everything's made up in the physical world is made up of atoms. And so he said, so even as you sit in this chair, it's a solid chair, but it's made up of atoms, which which are moving constantly, and they're not really solid. They're, they're constantly rotating and moving. So even though it feels solid, he said there is actually a chance that you would sit down in the chair and it wouldn't support you. You'd go right through it because of the way that the molecules move. Now, it's, it's, it's a very, 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 very minuscule chance. But he was saying the spiritual world behind it that created the molecules is actually more real than the physical world. So everything that you can see, everything you can put your eye on has come because there's something was spoken. You know, it's like, it's like, um, death, death is a good example. Death wasn't part of creation. Life was part of creation. God said, the moment that you eat it, don't eat of this fruit. The moment you do, you'll die. And so he, he put that out. And then when Adam was tempted and he acted, death entered into the world. So death wasn't part of it. Death has its uh, death is a consequence to to man's disobedience. So death is only there. The only reason that your body dies is because of a spiritual curse. The only reason eyesight fails is because of a spiritual curse. So the only reason to the only way to reverse the curse is that Jesus would come and pay the cost of that penalty and and die so that we can have eternal life. But it's the same way. Once we get God's life on the inside of us, the word of God is there to frame our world. So the life you're living right now is because of the words that you've believed, the words that you've acted on, and the words that you've spoken. I'm going to say that again. The life you're living right now is because of the words that you believe, the words that you've acted on, and the words that you've spoken. And so what do we do? We decide I may look and see sickness in my body. I may look and see, you know, a bad family situation. I may look and I may see a bad financial situation. But the word of God says that 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 when my, a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. The Bible says that healing is the children's bread and that by his stripes we were healed. So when I begin to enact and act on that word, begin to put that word in my heart, it becomes the creative force that frames my world. If you have a life that you say, there's things in my life I don't like and I want to change them, you do it through the word of God, acting on the word of God. If it's sin, you find the scriptures about repentance, about beating sin. Romans 6.14 is a great one. 2 Corinthians 5.21, 2 Corinthians 5.17 and if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. And you put that word in your heart because that word is the creative force. If God wouldn't have said, let there be light, the Holy Spirit wouldn't have moved and created light on the earth. And so when there's the word of God, by the, the Holy Spirit still today moves with the word. So healing belongs to you, but it's enacted by the word. Peace of mind, good night's sleep belong to you, but they're enacted by the word. I want you to begin to esteem the word of God. You seeing a scripture verse and choosing to put it in your heart has consequences in this life and in the next, has repercussions in this life and the next. You're the next powerhouse for God waiting to be used by the word of God. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. You know, dwelt among us. You know, before Jesus was the 
Jesus was Jesus. He was the Word. And He put on flesh and dwelt among us. So we have the power of God incarnate. And now that same Jesus lives on the inside of us by the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost is ready to move. So I'm going to give you a clear picture here. So I pray and I say, Father, I'm asking you for this amount of money. Right now, and according to your word, you said, you said no soldier goes toward his own expense. You said, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. And then I speak by the Holy Ghost. And I say, right now, in Jesus' name, I command this money to come in now, in Jesus' name. And then there's a response that God begins to act. The Holy Spirit begins to move on your behalf. So if you're in a situation, all you need is a word from God because the word is a creative force. Though The devil will always try to get you out of the word of God. The devil will always try to get you to back off the word that you've believed. That's why the Bible says, hold fast to your confidence. Cast not away your confidence in Hebrews 10, 35 and 36, because it has a reward, a recompense of reward. So as a child of God, I'm telling you, hang on to the word. It's pure power. It's creative force. What you need comes back to the word. I'll give you this one last example. Let's take healing as an example. Well, how do people get healed? Oh, by the laying on of hands. You know, it's actually by the word. Everything's by the word. So yes, it may be the laying on of hands, but it's that there's somebody, a minister, who read the scripture. Believers shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You know, there's no one who just walks up. There's no one who's never heard about healing who walks up and like says, hey, buddy, how's it going? And like greets someone who's in a wheelchair and they get healed. There's no re- release of power by accident. It's not like uh, an accidental explosion. Power is released when there's faith and faith has to be connected to truth. So even though someone may say, he laid hands on me and I got healed, and they're looking at the minister like, oh, he, you know, he laid hands on me. Oh, it was the anointing that did it. Yes, it was partially anointing, but the only reason the anointing came is because of the word of God. The Bible says God confirms his word with signs following. So the number one, the number one ingredient to healing is hearing whether it's the minister who's heard and filled his mind. You know, tomorrow at, at healing school, we have our anointing service. And so that's the day that we line everybody up after a week and almost two weeks of teaching, and we do laying on of hands. And so that's the moment where me, as a min- I as a minister, I'm putting in my heart, Lord, I thank you, like Jesus, the moment I lay hands, I thank you, Lord, that there's an immediate response. The power of God is immediate released into their body and they're completely healed. Lord, I thank you that every person I lay my hands on recovers. Like you said, everyone receives an instant miracle. And and that's what I extend my faith for. But they may look and say, hey, Pastor Ryan laid hands on me. I've had people say that, you know, people testify and they just don't know any better, but they're like, yeah, you know, you laid hands on me earlier and you healed my ears. No, first of all, no. First of all, Jesus is the healer. The only reason your ears are healed is because there's a word from God that is creative force that I've put in my heart. And because I preach and you mix faith as well. Hey, the moment hands are laid on me. And so it's the word of God. So what situation are you in right now that you need to apply the word of God to your life? Go for it and watch what God will do. God bless you. I love you. Thanks for joining us.